is an internationally acclaimed leading Australian garden designer and these are his Garden Rudimentals, a blueprint series on the basics of garden craft. Paul Bango, author. I know, I've got the author's hat on today. But, but this, this is no strange experience for you. You're a, a, a man of many books. Yeah, this is number 13. Good Lord. I know. Isn't that great? So now we go to book 13. Yeah. Okay. Title, brief Title, description. Paul Bangay, My Life in Garden Design, which is hinting at the fact that it is biographical, but only biographical in the sense that it's my career. It's not all the personal stuff that goes on behind the scenes. And yet, it's quite personal, uh, and and there there are one of the lovely things about it is there's a sort of a cast of characters that are dotted through it quite consistently. Well, I thought, I mean, there's a lot of people because I mean, you know, it's forty years of mm. of my career, and there's a lot of people that have been very instrumental to my career along that journey that people have probably forgotten about now, and that don't get, you know, that don't get documented. People like John Truscott. You know who who won two Academy Awards, who did the Melbourne Festival, did the Brisbane Expo, Camelot. Camelot. He won. He won. He's you know he's one of his Academy Awards for Camelot and paint my and paint your wagon. Any paint your wagon is it? Paint your wagon. Just paint your wagon. Yeah. Lee Marvin. Yeah, that's right. And the Lee Marvin drawing for his uh, costume I have here. There you go. I know. That so, but that's the thing because that, that, there was that. Anyone who lived through Melbourne in, in that sort of period will recognise these sort of luminous these, figures. Well, I hope they do. And it's it's nice that, you know, I'm really glad that I was able to, to put their name in, in a book and, and, others. Have, and others. Kevin O'Neill, mm-hmm. the, the wonderful Melbourne Society florist, who really gave me my start in, 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 my, in my journey. <laughs> it's one of my favourite expressions, society florist. Society florist, I know. Well, uh, <laughs> no, Kevin O'Neill, John Truscott, others? Uh, John Coote, who was a fabulous interior designer when I was working and got me lots of projects overseas. Mm-hmm. Uh, a great, one of Melbourne's greatest um, interior designers, I think, you know, sort of worked in the 80s and, and 90s. Sadly, they're all dead now. That's the terrible thing about it. Um, and David Hicks. So people probably, you know, well, Australians know David Hicks, the great English designer. He had a great influence on me when I was starting off. And he really took me under his wing. I went and worked with him in England a little bit. And he just, uh, his, his garden at the Grove, which his um, wife still owns, um, it was just mind-boggling when I first went there. It was like nothing you see like in England. And the cover of your your book is an homage. Yeah, so it's like it's a part. It's our it's it's our parterre garden, which is very much um, influenced by David Hicks. So that moment in Melbourne, um, and, and that that aspect that that part of Melbourne culture, writing about it and and researching the images and yeah. sort of bringing all that flooding back. How was yeah. that? It was great. I really, I, I absolutely loved it because it goes right back to my childhood mm. and we managed to find the, the, the age article of me and my brother. We had... We had a little farm. We had a little farm. <laughs> so we grew up in the outer eastern suburbs of Melbourne and I had goats, a horse, and I had the big veggie garden. And the I don't know how the age got hold of us, but they came out and photographed us, me with a little goat on my on my lap and my brother with his chooks. 
So going back and finding all that archival material, was, it was really great. And you two are still, you know, in, in cahoots. He, he still looks after me. He still runs the office for me. But, I mean, the, the hard thing was finding photographs from back then. Can you, mm. you know, my, my, my mother's garden was very influential and um, the way she used to change it and design it and, and experiment with plants was very um, important in my, in my career. But um, there's hardly any photographs of that garden. No, in the absence of an iPhone, we have no photos. Which is the thing, isn't it, about that, the, the time in between, that the photos were something of a, well, there weren't many, as you say. It was a bit of a rare event to go yeah. and take a picture of something. Yeah, there's lots of photographs of people, but not many mm. photographs of the yes, actual garden. Yes. Like, and I, I said to Dad, where are all the photographs of this garden? He goes, well, we've got the odd photograph of you kids. We've got some Super 8 film, but nothing really of the garden, which was a, was a great tragedy. So you're starting out, um, and 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 it's documented there, and and the, the the sense of style that you started to develop. Yeah. I mean, what's what's the grounding of that? Well, so there, I do talk about the evolution of my you know my design, and so back then in the in the 1980s when I was a young boy, formal gardens were very much the thing, mm. and you know I first started looking to France, and Italy as as a great influence. So I, I loved. All those sort of straight lines, those pleached hedges, those you know very sort of right angles of of parterres, very influential in in my career. And then, then I started looking to England, and we started doing prettier sort of flowery gardens and cottagey sort of style gardens in the late eighties. And then I think I found my found my feet. I, found, I sort of found my own sense of style then, and I didn't have to look to you know books of of English gardens or books of French gardens, but I started started to develop my own style. And I think maybe that's how designers usually start out. With their own thing or...? No, or... They, I think they, they sort of grow into yeah, their own yeah. thing. I think you, you, you sort of, you know, you sort of mimic things to start off with and then, then you sort of find your own way. Was writing about it part of that sort of gaining of confidence? So the first book, The Defined Garden, I didn't enjoy writing. I found it really sort of, I had to labour that. Mm. And um, I had people helping me with that one. And now it definitely is helping me a lot. You know, I really love writing and, and it's sort of articulating and writing it down does help the journey, the, you know, the, the, the progress of my design philosophies, definitely. Was it surprising? I mean, was, was it always the intention to, to do this? That's big. It's big autobiographical piece. Yeah. So, I mean, to do that, was, that, was it always a plan? Um, so what I uh, what I do is I always just write things down as I go along. So I'd written about all my mentors. I'd written about them maybe 10 years ago, and that was just filed away. I'd written about projects I'd done. So I had all this stuff that I'd just been writing as I go. Diligent. I know. <laughs> like, I, And I file it away. And then, you know, in the last two or three years, I thought, well, I could compile all this material and it would probably make a, a great sort of um, design biography. And uh, and yeah. that's, what's, that's what's come out. Which is a really interesting... Uh, style of book i mean that it's it's such a sort of a revelation of how somebody works through their discipline whatever it yeah. might be yeah and and i think it's like i really hope that it helps young designers like mm. you know a lot of young people come to me and go well how did you get started and you have to go back and think well how actually did i get started but now in this book you can see like you know there's great photographs of the shop you know i think actually designing a fabulous courtyard and opening a shop um, people could walk in off the street and see exactly what you were thinking tell, about. Tell us about both of those. 
Oh, so the shop was wonderful. It was an old Victorian shop in Malvern Road in Hawkesburn and um, had old Victorian frontage to it. And more importantly, had a lovely old stable block at the back. So, you know, I got this wonderful Trump Lowy artist to sort of paint a, an Italian villa scene on it and created, reproduced the hundred fountains of the Villa d'Este below that. <laughs> as, as you do. As you do. <laughs> and, and then I remember pebble paving. We did intricate pebble paving in the ground. I just loved it all. We, we made our own lime wash. Like you so, know, I so mixed... people people came to you for a certain minimal touch. <laughs> they do. There was nothing about. There was nothing minimal back then. <laughs> and if you go like the book is, you know, the projects are divided in the nineteen eighties, nineteen nineties, you know, two thousand, two thousand tens. You can see, you know, how formal it was back then, and sort of, you know, stuffed full of detail it was back then. What What was it about that time? Do you think? Why was that the thing? I think that th I put it down to there was a great explosion in garden books. Back then, you know, before that, the, the availability of books wasn't much, but there was a huge um, surge in in garden publishing starting in the late 80s. And there was that wonderful um, book, um, Great Gardens of the World, and the one about paradise, the paradise gardens. And I just looked and I thought people could actually see Italian gardens, they could see French mm, gardens okay. without having to visit there. You know, there was just so much material on it all back then. And, and I think that influenced people a lot. So you've 13 books. This is the big biographical, the story of this my is, life. No, this is the halfway mark. Oh, oh of course. This Volume is 40 one. years. Yes. In another 40 years, we'll do a catch-up one. Nice. <laughs> I was going to say, what, what could possibly follow? <laughs> well, we've got, we've got, I mean, I've got wonderful new publishers who are great and they've got another book coming out next year, another book after that. Paul, congratulations on this. It is a, a, a wonderful and, and substantial work. And, and, and but such... As much as it's a, a you know a portrait of yourself and your work and of, of gardens, it's such a such an intriguing social document too. Yeah, I hope that's I, you know being able to preserve um, all the memories of those people that helped me and were a big part of my career early on. I think that's that's the greatest um, gift I've got out of this book. Bravo! Thank you. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.